James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush. WABC Talk Radio 77 in New York. Stevie Wonder brings us back. Happy birthday to Stevie Wonder. 72 years old today. One of the most amazing forces in the music scene, not just here in the States, but around the world. From the Intervisions album, Golden Lady. We are so pleased, ladies and gentlemen, to have the most popular governor in the United States of America with us today. This is, before he was governor, you have to know that Ron DeSantis was one of the founding members of the House Freedom Caucus. And if you want to know where conservatism is in the House of Representatives, that's where it is. He knows liberals inside out. He knows liberalism inside out. He went to Yale. He also got his law degree in Har- at Harvard. He joined the United States Navy. He served in the Navy as a judge advocate general. What an amazing career. Governor, thank you for being on the program this afternoon. Pleasure to join you. How are you? I'm doing great. It's so great to hear your voice. Yeah, no. Well, we're uh, we're happy to do it, and we've we've known each other for many many years, and uh, you've been a good friend. And we, of course, I appreciated all the work uh, that you did uh, with Rush, and then then obviously what you've done uh, even beyond that, both while Rush was still with us, and then since he's passed away. So uh, God bless you, my man. Thank you so much, Governor. We are in the third wave of COVID now in the country. There's another, yet another variant out. Already there is talk in New York and other places of, oh, what are we going to do right now? Florida has been a free state. It has been open for business. The citizens of Florida have not been punished for exercising their choice of whether to vaccinate or not vaccinate, as they have in other places. You took so much grief from the mainstream media during this entire this entire pandemic. And yet, it turns out that your decision not to close down the state was right. Was it tough when you were going through this to make that decision? What, why was your, what led you to make a decision that so many others couldn't make? Well, I think, one, we were just following the, the evidence and the data. And I think a lot of what was happening at the time was hysteria I think the media was trying to weaponize COVID to defeat Donald Trump. And I also think that they were making it very partisan to try to attack Republican governors. I was the number one target, but they were attacking other Republican governors as well. And if you look now, for example, having kids in school, that was like one of the things the media got so upset about. They were attacking me. Well, we had kids in school in person five days a week. Now even Harvard University has done a study and they said the states that lock kids out of school, you've seen a exacerbation of the learning gap between rich and poor, black and white. In Florida, uh, there's been no widening of any achievement gap because we had our kids in school. And when you close kids out of school, the people that that hurts the most are a lot of low and, and middle income and working class families. Uh, you also at how we're doing financially. Our budget this year that ends June 30th, our fiscal year, is $101.5 billion. New York state budget's over twice the size of ours, and yet we have better roads, better services, 
better performing K through 12 schools, no state income tax, lowest per capita tax burden in the country. And our budget surplus is going to end the fiscal year at over $20 billion. That's the most, uh, the largest surplus in the history of the state of Florida. We actually have more people employed in the state of Florida today than we had pre-COVID. And we're pretty doggone good pre-COVID. And so if you think about the policies that were advocated by people like Fauci and the media and these lockdown governors, uh, they destroyed a lot of people's lives and livelihoods and jobs and businesses and educational opportunities. And the damage of that, uh, I think, is already significant, but it is going to continue to manifest itself over the many years into the future. And so Florida, uh, our, our society is much healthier. People are much happier down here. No, by the way, we've led the country in net in migration since COVID. And so if people had listened to the media, then they'd be fleeing to California and Illinois. Instead, they're fleeing to the state of Florida because it's a free state. The Disney Corporation decided to weigh in on a bill that was intended to give parents more freedom when it comes to teaching, to deciding when their their children should be taught about sexual matters, not just homosexual matters, but all sexuality, including heterosexuality. It was determined by the legislators in the state of Florida that children, especially from kindergarten to grade three, don't need to be taught sexual matters in school. That's something that should happen in the home. Of course, we all know what happened. There was a mischaracterization of the bill. They called it the Don't Say Gay Bill. Disney spoke up. Disney got people in the streets. And it turned into a fiasco for Disney. Their share prices have dropped. Now, when all this was happening, the Disney CEO said he wanted he was going to meet with you. Has he ever followed through on that? Has he ever contacted you to have a meeting about all of this? No. So I spoke with him prior to them getting involved. I told them not to get involved, that it was a huge mistake for them to get involved. How do you say that you are going to have the hill to die on to be Florida's parental rights bill? that basically says parents can send their kid to kindergarten without having woke gender ideology shoved down their throats, uh, as that is something that you're so outraged about, but you don't say a peep about what goes on in China, even though you make a fortune or the Middle East or all these other places. So it just made no sense for them to do it. They're, they have every right to do it. And so when they came out against it, they demagogued it. They were misrepresenting it. I set the record straight. We had a little tussle. Fine. The problem was uh, about a week later, I actually signed the bill, and then they put out this statement saying that this is like a violation of human rights and that they were going to see that the bill was repealed through the legislature. And uh, I think it's very important for our state that our state is governed by the best interests of the people of Florida, that it's not governed by some Burbank, California-based corporation that has close ties with the CCP. And then when saw the Zoom videos of those very high up people in Disney saying that their goal was to inject sexuality in the programming with the for the very young kids. You know, I'm just thinking to myself, and I've got a five, a four and a two year old, and I'm sensitive about it. My wife's sensitive about it. But I think parents should be able in this country have their kids watch cartoons without worrying about having some agenda shoved down their throats. And so this was a company. They're free to do what they want. 
but they're not free to force us in Florida to subsidize that. And the fact is, for 50 years, they've gotten massive, massive subsidies from the state of Florida. They've had their own government. They're exempt from applicable laws that all their competitors have to follow. They get massive tax breaks, and they've even been able to rack up municipal debt for their projects. And so um, our view was this is not uh, a relationship that we're comfortable with as a state. They need to no longer have their own government. They need to live under the same laws as everyone else, and they need to pay their fair share of taxes. And so that's what the legislature and I took action to do that. And I think at the end of the day, that was an appropriate response. Governor, your wife is a cancer survivor. You stood by her side after you announced that she had uh, had breast cancer. This week, you funded $100 million for cancer research in your state, and you also provided funding for uh, the state's nursing uh, <clears throat> programs. This is all part of that budget surplus that Florida is running? Yeah, and well, I mean, and honestly, the, even though we did all this, the surplus still came in higher than projected. But we did, we are doing to address the shortage of nurses. Very high demand right now, a growing state. We're going to end up shortages unless we really increase the opportunity. So we've done that in a dramatic way. And then we've always done some stuff in Florida, uh, particularly over the last 10 years, to help with cancer research and to help with uh, training people. But with my wife's situation, she wanted to propose big increase. So we actually increased it 60% to get to the $100 million. Uh, We've got uh, two main cancer um, treatment areas that are you know, kind of recognized by the National Cancer Institute stuff. And then we're working to get the University of Florida on. But she's done phenomenal to go through all this. It's not easy. I think one of the things that she's shown uh, other women is it's not something that you ever want to have happen, and it's not necessarily going to be a walk in the park to get through, but you can absolutely beat it. You just got to have faith. Uh, you just got to hang in there. And I, so I think she's ended up being an inspiration for a lot of people throughout not only the state of Florida, but really around the country. She has been, and we are so thankful to God that she has been allowed to survive this disease and to be that inspiration. Uh, Governor, education, charter schools, most people don't know that in Florida there was a civil rights demonstration in the year 2019, the year that you were elected. It was the biggest civil rights demonstration in this country since the 1960s. And it was parents coming out in favor of charter schools because the Democrat Party had threatened with the teachers union to get rid of charter schools. You stood for charter schools proudly and loudly and many parents, including a lot of black and Hispanic, uh, Hispanic parents, came out and voted for you. And they said at the time the reason they voted for you was because you were so outspoken in helping to secure their children's education. What is the state of charter schools right now in Florida? Is this a winning issue for the Republican Party? So we have more school choice than any state in the country. Uh, if you look at what we have in terms of our private scholarship kids that are mostly low-income families, many of them single mothers, but also includes uh, scholarships for kids with special needs who can go to schools uh, that focus on uh, education for people that have unique abilities, 
So that is uh, getting close to 200,000. So we've probably got about 175,000 kids on those. And then if you look at the charter schools, which, which are public schools, but they're not controlled by the teachers unions or the school districts, you know, we're getting close to 400,000 kids uh, in those charter schools. And so that is a, a huge number of people closing in on 600,000 kids that are in some form of school choice program in the state of Florida. And what I think it's done is it's given parents meaningful options to be able to find the best environment for their school. And, and every kid's different, and every everything that uh, uh, each family wants to get out of education isn't necessarily the same things. So now, even if you're low income, you have meaningful choices. And so kids are able to get environments where they end up performing better what it also has done, though, is it's caused our school districts uh, to compete for these students. And so they've had to innovate. And the result is, when I became governor, Florida was ranked uh, number 16 in the country in K-12 achievement in the Education Week rankings. Now we're ranked number three in the country in K-12 achievement. And so we've seen, yes, the kids in the, in the scholarship programs or in the charter schools, uh, by and large, have done better, which is great. Uh, but our school districts have done better, too. And so we're proud of what we've been able to do uh, leading on that. Well, we're also, as we're supporting education choice, we've probably done more than anyone in the country in putting down the marker that the purpose of our school system is to educate kids, not to indoctrinate kids. And so we've done things like support the Parents' Bill of Rights, curriculum transparency. You mentioned the parents' rights in education that, that Disney was uh, was dishonest about. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, we think that parents in Florida have a right to send their kids uh, to learn the basics, the, the core things that really matter, uh, not to have a political agenda imposed on them. One last question, Governor. Thank you for spending so much time with us. Most people in the Republican Party believe their next president will either be Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis. Not asking you to, to to say whether you'd be throw your hat in the ring or anything like that. Just a simple question. If if the voters of the United States say they want Ron DeSantis as their president, are you ready to answer the call? Well, I'm ready to answer the call for this November. And I know I know you're a Florida voter, so we have a big election for re-election in the state of Florida. And so that's kind of been uh, kind of been my focus. And so I'd urge all your listeners to help us out at, at rondesantis.com. Uh, but I will say this, uh, you know, all I've done is do my job. And so now I'm known in a lot of these other states. Unlike, you know, it's very rare for a governor to be known like this. And so I think, though, it's a lesson for other Republicans, you know, lead, get be on offense, get in front of issues, get things done, and people respond. And so the enthusiasm that we have in the state of Florida is absolutely incredible. And so hopefully you know, we win a big victory this November for reelection. Uh, and I think that'll really be uh, a statement nationally to say the Republican Party does best uh, when you're on offense, when you're when you're winning, when you're not worried about what the media says about you, uh, when you're actually standing for our voters. And that's what we've done from the time I've become a governor until now. And that's what we're going to keep doing. Governor, thank you so much for your time. I'm so proud to call you a friend, but I am so proud of what you represent for the United States of America and what you have done for the American people. Thank you, sir, for joining us. All right. God bless. Take care. 
Governor Ron DeSantis, everybody. Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.